Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Match Ball. Hello and welcome to The Match Ball for Southampton 2, Leeds 2. Who that- are you? Oh, we got him in the wrong seat. <laughs> I mean, hopefully... Who's this are, guy? Yeah, it's, all, it's all out of order apart from you. I'll ask you a question first though, Moscow. Okay. Where can you go for 10% of your legal fees? <laughs> I would go to Levi Solicitors. Nobody else. .co.uk forward slash the square ball. Yeah, because I'd mm. want the 10% off. I wouldn't want to pay full whack. Exactly. So that's how I'd do it. They're great people. They and, are indeed. Um, a lot of fun. That was annoying, in. wasn't it? That game. Yeah, I wish I'd prefer just to win that. Like mm. we looked like we were coasting towards, for, well... We, I started to get into that vibe of, oh yeah, this is just easy. We're just going to see this out. And then they scored twice, which wasn't part of the plan, really. Especially when they all just started seeming really sad. Like it was Bednarek that walked off and just held his head in his hands. I thought, yeah, come on. We've got these. <laughs> these just want to give up. And they didn't. Hassan Hootle was increasingly pink on the side. <laughs> it just felt like I was half relegating Southampton midway through that. I was thinking they're, they're knackered here. They're we not interested. Uh, we even got a bit of showboating in up at 2 0. We're doing passing some little triangles around them uh, in front of the dugouts, and then Christensen just wellied it into somebody's face. And I was like, we're just having a, a fun time now. Um, but somehow, um, when they went, they went full penis, and we couldn't do anything to stop it. Well, we counted with a penis, didn't we? You could see Jesse. Very late, you could see Jesse on the side very clearly saying, four, two, two, two. <laughs> do you think that was on the note that he. Uh, gave to Dan James that it was just a big drawing of a cock and balls the one, out of there. <laughs> the one that um, Bella Ketchup nicked from his um, nicked from his pants as far as he could gather because he looked yeah. to be the same note didn't it that he was that he was holding yeah he just tackled because um, the, the note went to Dan James and he was having a good old stare at it and then he got um, really just pushed over um, in, not in a penalty kind of way just you know that centre back is twice the size of Dan James kind of way and then the next thing you know, that centre-back has got a note in his hands and it very much looked like the same one. And he really looked confused by it as well. He was trying to read it and then was looking around at the pitch going like, normally if it was a note about your own team, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, got that. But he was kind of like, okay, so which one's Rodrigo? <laughs> so like, what are they doing here? So, But for all the good it did us, I mean, we never really uh, um, got back into it after, the, after they changed and pulled one back. I mean, there was the late chance with Rodrigo and... And the corner, which we've obviously worked on in training, that the whole process of making sure it goes to Diego Llorente on the edge of the box, because surely that's where you're most likely to get a goal. That's one of the funniest things of the season so far. It's like, yeah, how do we rescue this match? <laughs> Don't, I mean, yes, 
Because I was saying don't take a quick one, and then they did, but then Click had, did have a load of space over there. And it was like, oh, okay, maybe they've worked on something. And, and then it was just squared to... Who's he squaring it to? Aronson, maybe? No. The uh, the commentator was talking through the game as well about how much more dangerous we are from set pieces, because it was the second goal was a set mm. piece, right? Um, so yeah, once you saw they were they were talk, uh, taking the shot, when you thought, oh, okay, maybe we've got something planned here. And then it was like, all right, who's going to arrive here into the shot for, and who's going to belt it in? And it, no, it was Diego Lorente. We did have the good corner in the first half when mm. Christensen should have scored. That was it was a Rodrigo flick on at the front, wasn't it? And that was good. And then yeah, Christensen didn't have the the flight of the ball at the back, so that could have changed the first half, which was you know I don't know I don't know if we were. Were we good today? I suppose we were all right, weren't we? We were, we're good for we were good for at least an hour. Like Melier until they scored had not saved anything, mm-hmm. had he? And it felt really comfortable. Like they didn't seem to have a way through. They didn't Adams was getting nothing up front and I was fairly confident. And then all of a sudden it was the, it was down the it was full back positions again, wasn't it? There was Christensen was out muscled again for one of them. Again, another one of those headers that he's gone up for and, and lost, or a challenge that he's lost, and then he got put across to the back post and then they scored from that and what do we think of Chris? Um, do you want to call him Rasmussen again, yeah. as, as you do, Rasmus, Rasmussen? Are we worried yet? He, he wasn't great today, was he? It mm. was it was more the just passing the ball aimlessly forward, which I th- I don't know if that's just what he's been asked to sort of to hoof it down the channel. But I did check his passing accuracy at half time because I generally thought it might be lower than fifty percent, which it was just above. Mm. It was in the 60s, so he was doing all right. He's kept it and then, to the yeah, end, it's 54%. I was going to say, I've looked at full-time, it's 54%. I think there was one Southampton outfielder who had a worse passing accuracy. So it's not a great look. And then for the goal, that was just weird. That he sort of went up. It was an obvious chance for him to head the ball away. And he just stood there and got knocked out of the way, which mm. isn't great. No. Yeah, and the first goal, did he? was he involved? Because it? it came down his side. It's weird. He, uh, Adam's, uh, Adam Armstrong just ran off him on a one-two yeah. really quite easily. Southampton, after they went super narrow, suddenly managed to get all the space behind our full-backs. I guess that's how that's how it works. I don't know. I can't pretend to understand <laughs> the ways of warring penises, but um, yeah, that's going to be our uh, the second goal. I mean, after the uh, that missed header, that pass to Carl Walker Peters at the back was. Um, was a very, very good pass. But again, um, Harrison, for some reason, is our left back in that situation, trying to chase the player back. And um, nobody was on uh, number seven when he scored the first goal, was he? No, he came out. There was, yeah, he was free at the back, wasn't mm, he? With a rebo. You would imagine there'd be another centre back or Strauch there, and there wasn't. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, I, there's a lot of questions out of today because I think my reason for asking whether we were any good or not is because the first half felt so kind of. It felt very championshipy to me. There was lots of. I've um, written the words "very championshipy" game <laughs> on this on this notepad. This is it. There was a lot of um, like full sky bet f- football from both teams of just the ball going backwards mm. and forwards and a lot scrambles, hooking over heads. Yeah, and um, people going in for tackles and then because it so much of both teams, I think, seems to be about getting the second ball, um, and then it just goes pinging everywhere, and then somebody else is coming in for the second ball, and at some point you just got to say first ball also perhaps would count. So that's why I couldn't, like, we were definitely better, like, with a better team, but whether we were playing like a good match or not was quite hard to tell. It, it was kind of similar last season when we played Southampton at Ellen Road in that it was, it was the two Red Bull nets sort of trying to throw each other over the other and it just gets tangled up and looks really ugly. So that first half, 
yeah, I thought it was really ugly, but then, and it seemed to be very, I don't know if it was because of the weather and the heat, but it seemed to be very 100 to 70 and that kind of thing where it was always slowed down. And whenever there was kind of opportunities to play the ball forward quickly, Rocker or Adams might just calm it down a little bit. And whether that was deliberate or not, I don't know. But then you looked back at half time, and even though it wasn't the most entertaining game or it didn't have that all in energy that the Wolves first half did, um, we had the better chances. You know, mm-hmm. Bamford had a couple. Um, there was the Christensen one at the back post. So first half, I suppose you go, yeah, that's quite good for an away performance. Start of the second half, scoring immediately. Brilliant. Looked like Southampton had given up and we were just going to coast. But then the lack of subs, are we going to say it? It was yeah. it was weird. It sounded like up until that point, it seems like we've played it perfectly of um, getting through the first half that's a bit of a scramble, keeping a bit of energy back and then hitting them when we had to. So a chance from a corner because you don't expend much energy from a corner, so the heat doesn't stop you from doing that um, with the Christensen one. And then start the second half, catch them napping, go ahead, that's good, and then score from another corner. So it's quite efficient from that point of view. So if you're going to deal with the heat that way, um, yeah, score from score while they're asleep and from set pieces, fine. But then, um, yeah, it's strange because uh, Marsh was talking in the week, wasn't he, about how managing MLS meant he knows loads about how to deal with um, hot conditions and five subs will help. And I think where by the 82nd minute came around, it's 2-2 and you're thinking, well, so what does that actually work out as? Where Where is this? How are we dealing with it? Because we don't seem to be. What was the gap between the goals? Because it felt like after the first went in, he should definitely have made some changes. It's 10 minutes, 72 mm. minutes uh, and then 81. And in the middle of that was... Um, I think somebody was down injured. Not a lot happened. Dan James went down injured to sort of start their comeback, is how it felt. Yeah. I think he went down injured and they made some, that's when they made the tactical changes. And then uh, what happened in the middle? I can't remember. The, the note got passed around. So they scored on the 71st. If the note said, don't let them score again, then we've really gone against what was on that. Yeah. 75, I've got the note coming on. And then 81, the ball is in the back of the net again. And that's when we went, we counted with our own penis. <laughs> We had Marsh on the sidelines going four two two two. I never really worked out who was playing where once we made those changes, and well, he pointed out the four two two two. We didn't have the ball two, enough two, two. to properly tell, did we? It was all just defensive scrambling for the majority of it. That was the thing at the start of the second half, where Dan James sort of moved more out wide, and Rodrigo was playing through in the middle, and that obviously helped his score. But then, when it did get to that last twenty minutes, you were thinking the same against Wolves. It was like, ah, we we need someone to actually run around now which is where Rodrigo, even though he'd scored against Wolves, he was lacking in that department. So you, you were, I was just expecting Marsh to turn to the bench at some point, but it, it wasn't until it was too well. Do we put this all on Marsh then? Or are, there, are, there, are we going to pinpoint individual players who we want to blame? That's a very... <laughs> I'm not used to this line I'm, I'm of very incredibly direct question. I'm basically allowing you to uh, pin this on Marsh Moscow because everyone knows you hate him and wish we would reappoint Bielsa. I don't hate him and wish we would reappoint <laughs> Bielsa. I think it was... Um, no, but I'm I'm going to be interested to hear what he's got to say about it because he does um, he did deal with the question of the heat in advance as I described it, saying like, yeah, I know I know all about this. MLS is a we play in the summer and we play in hotter conditions than this, and the question um, is always, as he pointed out, and it's true, can you play that high energy pressing game in these conditions? And as he tells it, when New York have done that in MLS, they have and it's worked, so he's not got a problem with it. And I suppose you could see it today, again, with the way 
I mentioned where it was kind of like we did slow it down. We didn't. Uh, we we tried to take advantage from set pieces and stuff. So that's one way of dealing with it. But the the subs thing is just like the mysterious part when it seems so obvious that click came on and made a big difference. So you'd think um, even just to save people's legs at two nil up, you'd think after click played well against Wolves, give him half an hour again in this game just to um, give him another half hour playing well and give somebody a break. But None of that seems to happen. So just to uh, break the game up as well and kind of make it scrappy and disjointed when you're away from home and two and a look, you still think, well, come on, kill the game then now. I guess. What have you made of Rocker so far? I think Adams I'm fairly pleased with. He seems to be doing his his job in there, breaking stuff up. I don't think we've seen much of, of Rocker at this stage. No, I really like Adams. Like you say, I think he just gets through a lot of work. He seems to always be involved. Really like industrious player. Um, Rocker, I don't know. I don't know if that he kind of didn't have the chance to shine as much today in the sense of those two nets kind of getting tangled up. It just makes it very, very scrappy in the middle of the pitch. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. We've, I don't think we've, probably like you say, we've not really seen mm. the best of him. He's just kind of been normal central midfielder, which I guess is what we've asked for, isn't it? <laughs> if they just go get in there and do central midfielder things. I guess the worry there is how we got overrun after Southampton made that change because we just couldn't, get a foothold in the game and then you've got um, I actually I'm one of the people who likes Adam Forshaw and I thought the first few games of um, pre-season he looked like he was playing pretty well um, in what we were trying to do seems to have na- uh, got the knack of winning any loose ball was kind of coming to Forshaw in the first couple of games and he was going straight forward with it um, but the way that Southampton were able to just make a change to, to a system that Marsh and half the team um, understand very well from having played it uh, Red Bull clubs before um, how that seemed to just completely then be our midfield out of the question because that's why well after that Adams and Rocker just couldn't seem to they're the players you're looking for to get us get the game back under control for us and we had to take Rocker off and bring Forshaw on to try and do it so and there'll be there'll be better midfields out there than Southampton's Mm -hmm. to bother us Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It felt like as soon as they started being proactive in the game, we didn't quite know what to do. They started quite defensively, I felt, and let us push onto them. And the, we were doing the net thing again. And I thought Aronson, probably not as good against Wolves, but he was, he was annoying for them, wasn't he? And I, I felt like he was dangerous as what still against them. But I don't, know, I don't I don't know exactly what went wrong. He just felt like they all of a sudden had loads more players up front and we had no defenders to deal with them. Yeah, like we, yeah. didn't, we didn't seem to take account of the fact they had more strikers and therefore there'd be man spare at the back post to put it in the net. They lulled us into a false sense of security by being so sad and pathetic was, for was 60 minutes. <laughs> very tricky. It's, and it, it's kind of been their, um, the narrative of the week with them that they all uh, hate the manager and hate the new system because they've been trying to play 3-5-2 and they got absolutely... Uh, destroyed by Tottenham doing that and then they started it against us and they didn't look well they looked rubbish really um, when I say I couldn't work out whether we were playing well or not it's just the quality of the game is what that question's about we were clearly better than them um, but then going back to friendly old four two two two, maybe it just was they knew what they're doing they know how to play that and everybody was quite happy and relaxed and um, back and so it'll be interesting I wonder if Hassan Hurt will switch them back to nope three five two again next week, lads. On the positive side, we've got um, no strikers again. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? You're, um, you're um, definitely not bringing a happy vibe to this, are you? <laughs> we what? haven't we haven't lost, have we? It is. No. Someone, someone has put that in the um, got the YouTube comments up here. Um, Mister Meat Killer, we didn't lose. He said it, does, it kind of does feel that way, though, doesn't it? The last half hour of a game like that will do that to you, mm. and, and the start where you lose your well. Your brilliant young striker isn't on the bench, presumably injured, unless anything's come through about that. And then the England under, uh, number nine that mm. you've been banking on, obviously not going to get injured this season because he was injured all last season. And yeah, what minute was it he went off? Oh, early about twenty, 20 minutes. Twenty six. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. he was he was clearly injured from earlier than mm. that as well. There were Dan James was on the sideline. Chatting to Marsh and stuff, wasn't he? Ready to go on. Yeah, like, it was just before the drinks break, wasn't it? It looked like they were about to make the change and that was five minutes early. And then when he came off, we got to see him standing with Marsh um, on the touchline, just rubbing his groin quite a long time. It was a good long, <laughs> lingering groin rubbing shot. So well, if we've got nothing else out of the game... <laughs> You've got a gif out of it. Yeah. I mean, Dan James nearly scored as well. When he, when he did come on, there was that nice little through ball from Jackie where mm. he, he took it on his left and had the shot. That was a shot. That was good. He, he did what we just asked Dan James to do, didn't he, there? Where he got the ball out of his feet quickly and hit it at the goal, which, yeah, fair enough. It was a good save, that. Um, and that's all we ask of Dan James to do that sometimes, rather than just stop and get tangled up and confused. It's interesting that the change at the start of the second half was for James to drop back and Rodrigo to go to nine, which... Goal machine, that's why. I mean, we've not really talked about uh, Rodrigo's goal yet, which was a great goal. The first one, the second one as well. <laughs> But the first one in particular... It was Pascal's birthday um, this week as well and he's nicked a goal off him. Oh, he's a rob... And he, he didn't even look humble about it. <laughs> probably, if there is a highlight from today, it will be uh, Rodrigo's celebration of the second goal because he's entertainingly goofy a lot of the time mm. and that's a very goofy celebration. He kind of puts on a funny face, waves his arms around and kicking his legs. There's no kind of... It's not a, it's not a Luciano Becchio kind of bow and arrow thing which um, Usain Bolt stole from him, or uh, <laughs> it's not that, I, don't, I won't even mention what that uh, scummer at Old Trafford does. Um, just 
dancing around funny in front of the away fans. And I like that. So that was good. Um, but the quality of the the goal straight after half time, Harrison's cross gets better and better when you see it in a replay. And then it's a really good finish from Rodrigo, just in, in front of the first post, in front of the first post or in first of the front post, whichever you prefer. And then, um, yeah, uh, into the roof of the net. Perfectly done. It was a very similar chance to the one that Bamford messed up in the first half. So Rodrigo better than Bamford anyway. It doesn't matter that he won't play again this season. Well, it might not if he finishes like that. Bamford's, I think he was further in front or further in first of the front post. Um, and he shouldn't have been trying to finish from there. It seemed like he didn't really know how far ahead of the goal he was. The smart move, obviously as a as a striker coach, um, I would have suggested to him that you're trying to just flick it on into the penalty area or kind of or take a touch and pass it backwards or something because he couldn't have scored from that. It would have been incredible if he had. But um, that doesn't fit in with your kick it hard at the goal advice, does it? Should have done that. Should have done that. The, um, he was facing the wrong direction. He would have been. Um, he had to back heel it really hard at the goal. That might have worked. There was the, the weird moment in the first half when Ward Prowse was about forty yards out and facing away from goal, and you could hear the home crowd shouting "shoot." <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they've, if they've just got like real inflated expectations of what he can do for them and then he had the ball in their penalty area and just passed it out so we could have a corner as well so maybe he's not having the the right sort of season although there was that moment when um we were all slagging him off saying what a boring footballer he is and then he sort of flicked it over a Leeds player's head and then smashed a crossfield pass on his weak foot to yeah. his teammate and we was like oh that was quite good actually fair enough mm, I, don't, I think we were just saying he's a bit of a boring man to look at as much as anything mm. if you're going to spend like 45 million quid on a midfielder you want them like Calvin's got a lovely smile. Mm. Rafinha's got a nice smile and a sort of killer edge about him. You want to spend money on a... I've just listed players we've sold and I wish we hadn't. <laughs> if you're going to spend a lot of money on a, a good player, buy one from Leeds is what yeah. I'm saying. Don't get like, one from Southampton. For the money, um, we wouldn't, it wouldn't have needed that for Charles De Kettler, but you could see he was a player you could get excited about. Whereas James Ward-Prowse is just kind of like, whatever, does free kicks, doesn't he? And even this free kick in this game was rubbish. It was, wasn't it? Because I was... Saying that it's a long way out as he was lining up to take it, and you were both just going, Don't say that. I was like, mm. oh, You know, he will still score probably, but uh, but no, he came nowhere near. And I had the um, the assist for the second goal down as James Ward Prowse's because it was such a good through ball. I assumed it was him, and then it wasn't, so we didn't even do that. Was it that child that we nearly signed? Uh, I think it was. Um, it was Sacred Mary, yeah, it was your mate Mary, yeah. So, uh, Mara mm. came on, uh, Seku Mara. Yes, he's the one. Did we want him? Yeah, we did. He was the one from Bordeaux, wasn't he? That we were linked with at one point. We've been linked with everyone. Yeah, yeah. trying to keep track of that is um, beyond me. But Forced a good save out of Melier as well. We could have lost, you see. All these people saying we won. No, that we didn't win. We didn't lose. <laughs> we didn't win. We didn't win. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't lose. lose, but we could have lost. We could have won as well. Feels a lot like we lost. It's... I'm, I'll, I'll tell you how I know it feels like we lost. I mean, I'm in two minds about whether I'm watching Match of the Day or not. Uh, at what point did you bet against Leeds? Uh, when Southampton went 1-0 up. I failed to no, do it. Leeds. No, when Leeds went 1-0 yeah, yeah. up. Sorry. <laughs> failed to do it when we went 2-0 up, which is what I should have done. The last 30 minutes have just scrambled everybody's brains, haven't they? This is the mm. thing. You no longer know who went up and down in the match. I don't know if we won or lost. And um, the players couldn't cope with whatever happened from Southampton. Ralph Huston Hurtle has been uh, the only one I can find who's spoken so far. He said... Uh, and he's, he's having a right uh, little rabbity moment. I'm sorry that we destroyed a few headlines, which were maybe written when we were 2-0 down. But it was a good comeback. When you're 2 down, you go all in and go for everything. 
which is just a stock. I think that's, I think he just spins a, a wheel from his Red Bull roller decks and says <laughs> that. When you're two down, you go all in, go for everything. But, um, but I think, I'm sorry, we destroyed a few headlines. It's, it's Hassan Hill's own thing, isn't it? We're fourth anyway. That's good. At and the yeah, moment. Yeah, I was going to say, if you were, uh, if you want to watch Match of the Day later, it depends on what Scum do against Brentford, really. That's the... Has to know what to want in that one. Mm. How many points are we off the bottom three? We are four points off the bottom three. That sounds good. So that's fine. That's the sort of, that's the sort of margin I want. I mean, four points from the opening two games is a decent return. I, d- I definitely would have taken this at the start of the season. I'd have yeah. probably taken three. As um, Ronnie Hilton sang back in the days when it was two points for a win, get two at home and one away. That's do. Um, do you want to know what Jesse Marsh is saying? Go on then. It's a terrible feeling. I'm going to do it in a Yorkshire accent just to uh, burst that balloon. It's a terrible feeling to play well and walk away with what feels like less than one point. Second bottom's back. Um, but that's also progress for us, to be disappointed with a point. Um, it's always in my mind how to be glass half full. The group is making progress. So there you go. You have been a right miserable bugger through all this. And there is the positivity. To be, to be a miserable bugger, mm. because we only drew at Southampton, that's progress for us, is to be disappointed by drawing at Southampton. Do you, do you feel that? Do you feel like you've progressed as a person this afternoon? I mean, it is right. Um, last year we got battered there. I know it was 1-0, yeah. but we did get battered there. Whereas so, today... That's good. And... We battered them for a long, a long proportion of that game. But also, Can you have a long proportion? I don't know. Yes. You probably can. Um, You'd have a big proportion, probably. Whatever, whatever it was. All the proportions you want can be yours. <laughs> and then the fact that the group is making progress, that's the other thing to celebrate. Has he said anything about clarity? Uh, we've only got one. I'm, I'm basing it off one Phil H tweet. Always uh, oh, says, of course, there's a couple of changes that I'm looking back on and thinking, could I make them earlier and manipulate the game with the guys off the bench? Which, yes. He said he, said he was going to do before the game. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to look back... You just need to look back to the things he was going to do before it started. Check your own notes, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's funny. <sighs> well, that's fine though, isn't it? Really? A we're, point? Un- we're unbeaten and we're fourth. And, and maybe and maybe Bamford getting injured is good because we now have to buy a striker. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, Here's hoping Junior Furpo suffers a setback and then we can get a left back as well. <laughs> and a new right back. As well, although we can't be right enough for us. No, we can't yet. Yeah. So it, soon, and it's the... been a bit of a worrying start for him. I think it is fair to say it's fine. Luke Aylin's back in. Yeah. That is true. And Stuart Dallas is out jogging, so he'll, <laughs> he can he can play with a, a, a chipped femur or whatever. He's held together with pins, but he can still have a he can still do twenty minutes. I'm desperate to put this on a positive footing. Well, um, looking at the I did look at the XG, which means a bit of something. Mm-hmm. We were better on that. Not point eight. Not point eight nine to one point nine four. So we oh, were loads better. So we're loads better on that. Yeah. So we can. I don't really remember all those chances, but did we just have good well, ones? I guess the Rodrigo one is is literally into an open net from a centimeter out, so that probably counts as one, in, more or less. In fact, it'd be interesting to see what that is on the XG chart because if if it's any less, I'll oh, mind you, I've seen Rodrigo's finishing before. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I've seen Jack Harrison <laughs> miss from there a few times. <laughs> yeah, that is in the Luke Varney Southampton one to to take it back to a darker Southampton mm. era. That was one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. So yeah, it, you can miss from that range. And the rest um, of football today, so Brighton nil, Newcastle nil. Um, that's a game that um, I'm glad we weren't watching, although Brighton have had seven shots on target to Newcastle's one. So you can shove that up your regime. Wolves nil, Fulham nil. 
Glad we weren't watching that too. Imagine watching... You know, I said I was in two minds about watching Match of the Day. <laughs> yeah. Probably won't bother. Um, Morgan Gibbs-White got booked in the 95th minute for an argument. How about that with Mitrovic? Something to watch. Yeah. So there's real uh, fun and games. So nothing happened in that match. And then obviously Manchester City against Bournemouth has um, gone how it, you would expect it would when one team has Erling Haaland up front and the other team has Kiefer Moore. So compared to some of what has happened today, an exciting 2-2 draw yeah. with um, a couple of good goals for us, some annoying goals for them, um, a group that made progress. There were some genuine positives in it. I know yeah. because if, we, if we'd if gone the other way and we'd been the team to pull it back to two all and we'd maybe started badly but then had the, the last 60 minutes of the game, we'd be really positive and yep. we're saying uh, the pressing work, the set pieces look good. But as it is, you go, oh, it's a stupid thing. Yeah. Tear it all up. Start again. And um, we've improved on our corresponding results last season as well. We drew with Wolves at home. Mm. We've beaten them this season. We were crap at Southampton away last year, and we've got a point there today. So, as Jesse says, progress. Although it's uh, Southampton away last year when we first had Dan James up front, and we're back to that again today. So, how much progress uh, on the that progress? Marsh says on signing a striker. I think it's something we need to continue to evaluate, <laughs> which. I don't know if he's removed a few conditions from that. Were we thinking about continuing to evaluate it? But I don't know. I think I think we were regressively thinking about it on Thursday, whereas <laughs> now we're just continuing to uh, evaluate it. But I'm sure we are still aggressively evaluating it. Gelhart had a dead leg. Yes, I've just seen that in the comments, actually. And both so, him and Bamford are expected to train next week. Gelhart, um, is he exceptionally unlucky that he seems to constantly miss his chance? with a little injury of his own every time someone gets injured or he's about to get a start or something. It feels like he always manages to pick up a bit of a, a bit of an injury. Because I think at the end of last season, there were times he might have got in when, when we were through, sticking with Dan James up front. All through last season, it was kind of a... Um, they didn't report a lot, but I think a lot of the times when it was like, why ain't Joffy on the pitch? It's because he won't fit. Um, but I don't know if it's just... it's You know, you remember your teenage body. <laughs> it's a painful <laughs> process growing up. I suppose it is. And you weren't yeah. being asked to run around in a, a hot field all the time, unless, I mean, I don't know what your school days were particularly like. Hot teenage bodies in a field. Yes. Should we leave it? We're back to, um, yeah, let's, because you've reminded me of the, the shot of, um, they had a lingering shot just before half time of Jesse March gulping down water from a, a bottle. It, just, mm. it, was, it was far too much of anybody just drinking water to that extent was not something anybody needed to watch. It was like, Change the shot. Just put, there'll be a football game going on over there. Put uh, Jack Harrison changing his top back on the screen. Oh, That's what we want. Bra on, bra off, wasn't it? The, was... the, uh, the stream we were watching. Who was the co-commentator? You David said he, Phillips. You said his name that many times and I still refused to accept because he was a footballer. Because you're thinking of Dave Benson Phillips, so you don't want to think about David Phillips, who played for Norwich. Mm. But even he felt the need to comment on Jack Harrison's physique when he took his shirt <laughs> off. He went... Been doing a lot of gym work over the summer. Yeah. We've swooning over him, as and we he, all were. He commented on uh, Marsh drinking water as well. He was like, certainly enjoying drinking that. Like, <laughs> He's quite a dramatic during Chris Jesse, isn't he? He does it in press conferences as well. He, someone will ask a question, he'll go, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, and then he'll start, <laughs> then he'll fire into the answer. It was good. Seeing how everybody was coping in those conditions, because there was um, poor uh, Leo Helder had his um, away shirt just over his head like a towel within the first five minutes. I think his, his Norwegian... Uh, physique or his Norwegian skin was not happy in those conditions and then it cut to the Southampton bench and they were all doing it they all had the shirts on oh worst thing about today um, Jesse not Jesse in the t-shirt not Jesse related 
Mm. The, the kits clashing a little bit. It's kit, you're close with the kits, but not the ones on the pitch. Uh, you, you're unhappy about the training stuff, these, aren't you? These warm-up shirts are an old scum away kit. Blue with orange piping. Mm. It's an old Adidas scum away kit. And I don't want to see them again. The, they wore them, the under-21s had them in their first match. And Dan James, I thought it might just be because Dan James was playing and he wanted to look like, I'm going to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't want to see Leeds United's first team ever wearing a scum away kit. I mean, there's some close ones because we've had, they've had white away kits and stuff, but never, it's never just been a straight copy. And it's, it's really just freaking me out because it just, it just looks like we're wearing that kit and it's, it's too recent as well. It's only from maybe five years ago or something. So it's in my memory of seeing them wearing that kit and then our players running around it. And I keep seeing them and thinking, why is, Wes Brown warming up for us and then I look again and I don't think Wes Brown was that recent I've got to be honest with Scum I think it was about, that was about 10 years ago I don't know I, I dislike them so much I don't even know who plays for them or the names of any of their managers or... your beloved United come on we know the way it is but yeah I'm not happy about that I'm more annoyed about that than the result result I'll take a draw that's okay but no okay I'm going to go and remember my hot teenage body <laughs> <laughs> And leave everyone else with that image as well. Yeah, you must have some photos. Yeah, I'll just I'll speak to Phil Hay tomorrow or Monday about his as well. Okay. Uh, a man who I can't imagine as a teenager somehow. I bet he was one. Probably was. I'll ask him if he was. Yes. <laughs> Good. The athletics you were extending into Mondays to get the real hard hitting. <laughs> were you a child once, Phil? <laughs> you sure? You were a bald child though, weren't you? Come on. We know. We know. I had hair once. Anyway. Right. That'll do. Speak to you later. Bye. The Match Ball. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.